Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato and this is Race Day at the 2023 Las Vegas Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And on today's episode, Max Verstappen wins. Again, to equal Sebastian Vettel's 53 victories at third on the all-time winners list. The Dutchman had to work for it though, overcoming pole getter Charles Leclerc in a fascinating race that delivered on at least some of the Las Vegas hype. But while the weekend ended on a high, no one's kidding themselves that this was a perfect event, and there'll be plenty to dissect and learn from before next year's return. So to prove that what happens in Vegas doesn't always have to stay there, let's hear all about it from your host in the paddock, it's Luke Smith. Following nearly two years of hype and anticipation, the dream of 20 cars racing down the famous Las Vegas Strip became Formula One's reality today. My name is Luke Smith, Senior Formula One Writer for The Athletic, and I'm back to give you the final roundup of what has been a rollercoaster weekend for Formula One in Sin City. It had been a bumpy start to the race week with the cancellation of FP1, the lengthy delay to FP2 and the total fumbling of the fan experience. But when it mattered on Saturday, F1 truly delivered. Yes, it was another victory for Max Verstappen, his 18th of the season and Red Bull's 20th of the year. But Las Vegas actually provided one of the most exciting races of 2023, including a really tight battle for victory that swung between three drivers in the closing stages, making this a very good way for F1 to end its first Las Vegas weekend. Let's get into the race itself and the close battle that kicked things off between Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc on that run down to Turn 1. The anticipation really built up on the grid. It was definitely the busiest grid that I can remember being on. There were just celebrities everywhere. Drivers were having to push past people just to get off the grid so they could go and complete their pre-race duties. But after everyone cleared off, a really, really close start between Verstappen and Leclerc. Even though Verstappen was starting P2 and on the dirty side of the track and had even more reduced grip due to an oil spill from the driver parade cars that meant the track had to be cleaned, Verstappen made the better start diving up the inside of Leclerc into Turn 1. But Verstappen did push Leclerc wide, sending Leclerc off the track and almost opening the door for George Russell to sweep through in third place. Leclerc was very unhappy. He was straight on the radio saying it needed to be addressed. Verstappen had to give him the position back. The stewards did look at the matter and eventually decided to hand Verstappen a five-second time penalty. It didn't go down well at all with Verstappen, who simply said, send them my regards. However, he explained after the race that grip was so low because of the cold temperature and tyres, and he said for that reason he couldn't help but drift wide. 
It was the same for a number of other drivers at Turn 1. We saw quite a few incidents. Fernando Alonso spun his car. He got in the way of Valtteri Bottas, who was touched from behind by Sergio Perez. And there was other bits and bobs of contact. So it was clearly quite difficult for the drivers to keep things all in a straight line and all stable under braking because of the low grip. Verstappen said after the race it was probably the right call for him to get that five-second time penalty. But it meant he had a lot of work to do if he wanted to beat Leclerc. Lando Norris had a big crash that brought out an early safety car. Norris had to be taken to hospital as a precaution, but he was thankfully later cleared and released, as confirmed by McLaren. Once the race did fully resume, Leclerc actually managed to stay with Verstappen. He didn't show any sign of dropping back or lacking pace, getting back within the one second needed for DRS, and then put an overtake on Verstappen for the lead at the end of the strip. It was right before Verstappen came into the pits to complete his five-second penalty and he came out behind George Russell. There was also a bit of traffic as well for Verstappen to get through, slowing him down further, meaning Leclerc looked like he was in real control of the race. He had really, really good pace at that point. Eventually, he came into the pits five laps after Verstappen, giving himself a nice little tyre delta he hoped would pay off later in the race. All of this put Sergio Perez into the lead, which was unexpected given he was 17th at the end of the first lap. The contact at turn one meant that he decided to pit at the end of lap one, take a set of fresh tyres, go behind the safety car and make up positions when others came into the pits. It worked well and his pace was also excellent on the hard tyre. He said after the race he was so surprised just how quick the Red Bull was on that compound. All of that meant he was back into the lead by the time that everyone had completed their first pit stop. But Leclerc did have the advantage of fresher tyres, making him the man to beat for Red Bull. But then there was a second safety car that twisted the race again. As Verstappen and George Russell fought for position, there was contact, Russell admitting after the race that Verstappen was in his blind spot and he didn't see the Red Bull. The contact left debris across the track and resulted in a 5 second time penalty for Russell for causing a collision. The safety car had to be called and that turned the race on its head yet again. Perez and Verstappen both pitted for a fresh set of tyres, meaning they were essentially on the same strategies. The only one of the leaders who didn't pit was Leclerc. Now, he'd come in only five laps earlier, so it wasn't the end of the world, but it was still enough to put him under pressure. He admitted after the race that, yes, it was probably a mistake to have stayed out when he did, but he still had a job to do and wanted to take the fight to the Red Bulls who would be hunting him down from behind. It boiled down to a three-way fight for the win and a really exciting one at that. Perez managed to close down on Leclerc and got a move done for the lead at the end of lap 32 but Leclerc responded really well, staying within DRS and again down that long, long strip, getting a good run and passing back for P1 on lap 35. Perez then dropped back, Max Verstappen passing his teammate, and then he got Leclerc on lap 37. Three passes for the lead in just five laps. It showed just how good this Las Vegas F1 track really is. It's always a challenge when you have a street circuit to find a layout that works for everyone, the confines of the roads making it really, really difficult. But actually, they got it pretty much spot on here. There were some really nice long straights, some good corners leading onto them, meaning that drivers didn't lose too much time if they got stuck in dirty air or anything like that. And it was something post-race a number of the drivers spoke very, very positively about. Verstappen was really, really impressed. He said he always knew this would be a good racing track, while the likes of Oscar Piastri, George Russell and even Lewis Hamilton said they were quite surprised to have enjoyed it this much. It is quite a simple circuit. I know comparisons were drawn to an upside-down pig or a Formula E track, but you can't deny the quality of the racing in Vegas was absolutely fantastic. 
really, really exciting, quite Baku-esque, and I think shows the way to do it with street tracks if we want to get exciting events. Once Verstappen hit the front, there was no stopping him from taking the win. Leclerc simply ran out of tyres to fight back against the three-time world champion, and he ran wide a few laps after losing that place, allowing Perez through into second. But Leclerc was then able to get back into contention, putting pressure on in the closing stages before a last lap lunge at the end of the strip got Leclerc P2 ahead of Perez. It was a really great move and a really, really strong way for Leclerc to finish the race, even if he admitted to very mixed feelings. He thinks without the safety car, Ferrari had a real shot of winning. It was probably his best chance of winning this season. Abu Dhabi is probably going to be a difficult weekend for Ferrari. So a bit of disappointment for him, but still a brilliant drive. For Verstappen, it was another win to go in his enormous collection, the 53rd of his F1 career. Of course, he has had the championship long sewn up, but the result was important for his teammate, Sergio Perez, who got second place in the championship sewn up with his run to P3. All he needed to do in Vegas was finish ahead of Lewis Hamilton, and he did exactly that, Hamilton only finishing seventh in the end. It's the first time that Red Bull has ever finished the standings first and second in a season, so yet more history made for one of the most dominant teams in the history of F1. George Russell battled through to fourth place for Mercedes, but dropped to eighth after his penalty for the contact with Verstappen, which promoted Esteban Ocon up to P4 for his best result since the Monaco Grand Prix. It was a really good run to fourth. He had really great pace and made up a lot of places on the first lap in particular, dodging all of the chaos. A good boost for Alpine. Ocon said that it was the complete contrast of emotion to Saturday when he dropped out in Q1 and said he'd felt the worst he had all year. Lance Stroll also continued his good form from Brazil by finishing fifth, like Perez, benefiting from the early pit stop and then working his tyre strategy very well to finish ahead of Ferrari's Carlos Sainz, who fought back from his grid penalty to finish the day to finish sixth for Ferrari ahead of Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. A bit of mixed feelings for Sainz, of course, without that penalty, he'd likely have been in contention for the race win. He was also very unhappy about the low grip levels on the opening lap due to the cleaning for the oil spill. Oscar Piastri ended up getting the final point for 10th place. He was running 4th in the closing stages, but then had to pit with a few laps to go because of the two-tyre compound rule. He'd only run hards in the first two stints, meaning he had to come in for a set of mediums, dropping him back. Talking to the drivers after the race, I've got to say the overall feeling about the Las Vegas event has been pretty positive. For a weekend that started so, so badly with the issues on Thursday night when the water valve cover came up, caused so much damage to Carlos Sainz's car and many others, I think then we were kind of thinking, what kind of race are we going to get? Has all of this hype, all of this build-up actually been justified or are these issues going to derail the weekend? In the end though, Vegas actually really delivered. And I do think at this point about the comment Max Verstappen made on Wednesday. He said Las Vegas was 99% show, 1% racing event. Well, maybe that was the case. Maybe there was a greater emphasis on the show. But that 1% racing event actually delivered so much more than any of the off-track spectacle did this weekend. It's been a really, I think, glamorous weekend. We had fireworks after the race. The grid, as I said, was absolutely rammed with celebrities. But overall, F1 lives and dies by the quality of its racing. That's what people pay their money to come and see. They want to see the great on-track action. They want to see the overtakes. Las Vegas really, really delivered that. So I think for F1, they come away from Vegas seeing this as a win. And they deserve a lot of credit for that. But that's not to say that changes do need to be made for next year. On the track itself, the grip levels do remain very, very low. 
That's always the case with street tracks, but it's been particularly bad in Vegas, the cold temperatures making it even harder. After both the safety car periods, it was very difficult for the drivers on that first braking point into Turn 1, and they had to work hard to get their tyres back up to temperature after they cooled down. They can make improvements, stuff like water blasting the circuits, try and make it a little bit more abrasive, that would help, but it was something a number of drivers felt could be improved in the future. Science also mentioned Turn 12, the corner that leads onto the strip, as being one that might need to be looked at in terms of the wall placement because it could be a bit dangerous. One of the big headaches though has been the timing this weekend. Starting the race at 10pm was always a big compromise for Formula 1 and the race organisers in Vegas, something that was a combination of wanting to meet all of the various uh, audiences around the world so they could tune in, as well as getting the roads reopened and causing as little disruption as possible to the people in Vegas. Leclerc said it was on the limit for F1 to be racing so late and it has been quite a punishing weekend for everyone in the paddock in terms of timings. Speaking from experience, I only slept three hours a night for most of the nights here. So it's little things like that that if F1 were able to bring the race forward a couple of hours, say to 8 o'clock, which is when we start the night races in Singapore and Qatar, that might be better. That might give everyone a little bit more breathing room and be a little less punishing on the body, especially before we're all about to make the trip to Abu Dhabi for the season finale. Next year, it's even worse. It goes Las Vegas, Qatar, then Abu Dhabi in a triple header. Daniel Ricciardo was not aware of this, so when we told him, he was shocked and said, that's going to really wreck people. And it's true. So I think for that reason, we do need to look more at the timetable here. If we can start earlier, then starting earlier would be such a good, good boost and change for the whole F1 paddock. But generally, Las Vegas has ended up winning, I think. I think we have seen a really good race weekend. I think we have enjoyed a thrilling qualifying, a really exciting race. And all of the spectacle around it, we've kind of leaned into it. You've got to accept that, yeah, it's Vegas. It is a bit cheesy. It's maybe a bit corny in places. It's maybe a little bit too much for some. But personally, I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this first visit and just getting to know what the city is like. And yeah, experiencing a bit of what Vegas has to offer. But now we head to Abu Dhabi for the final race of the 2023 season. It's been a a gruelling old year, but we're nearly at the finish line now. There's still a few things to play for, so make sure you stay tuned to the podcast right the way through that weekend. We'll have all of the updates and information. And thank you very much for joining me. It's been a real pleasure to be back on hosting GTs for Las Vegas, and I will see you very soon. Thanks very much to Luke Smith, who was in the F1 paddock all weekend, bringing us the latest from the Las Vegas Grand Prix. If you want to hear more from Luke, you can find him on social media. Just check the links in the show description. Next weekend is the season-ending Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, and you can keep up to date with all of the action from Yasparina by subscribing to Pit Pass F1, wherever you get your favourite podcasts, and you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.